Good afternoon, everybody. This is Big Tone from TKB Boxing. I want to let everybody know um, thank you for your support of our um, boxing forum. And um, happy new year to all you guys. This is uh, episode six, uh, end of the year episode as we go into 2023 with our boxing forum. I just want to start off uh, saying thank you for all our um, nationwide followers and our international followers. We greatly appreciate you. And I want to start off again uh, by saying uh, Happy New Year to uh, my brothers Bean and Kendall of TKB. Uh, We're going to do big things in um, 2023. My first topic... um, of today's episode, which is episode six, as I said before, is the uh, Tank Davis situation um, of his upcoming fight. As you all heard about his domestic violence, well, so-called domestic violence um, incident with his girlfriend. Um, in my opinion, uh, I was uh, at first really disappointed in Tank and, you know, was like, well, wow, Tank, you know, you're a week away from this big fight and you do this. But then as I seen everything unfold the past few days with his girlfriend admitting that she, that he didn't put his hands on her or her daughter, it, it, that kind of, it struck a nerve with me. Like as a professional athlete, especially in boxing, you have to be careful of the women that you deal with because some of these women uh, don't have the best interest for for you. And I'm going to get um, an opinion from one of my colleagues, Bean. I'm going to give him the floor and let him, you know, talk about and, his, and give his input on the situation. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Bean. Um, yeah, man, it's crazy because um, I had received a call uh, from our colleague, uh, Kendall G., and he was um, telling me about the tank situation, and I kind of seen it on my phone and on on media, uh, social media. But a part of me kind of like took a step back, like hold on. And I told Cuz, I was like, hold on, man, because uh, it could be something bigger than what we what we know. Like it, it could be another side of it to where it ain't just him. Like it, that she provoked this, and you know. Or whatever. So let's just sit back and look at it all unravel. And then here she comes saying that pretty much he never, it never even happened. Or he didn't do it or something like that. So it just goes to show you um, how a person is guilty. You know, just because it's said. Just because it's put out there. Uh, and and it's, it's messed up. Because you messed up his character. Uh, his professionalism. And people are already looking at him under a microscope anyway. So that just adds more fuel for the haters and everything else. But uh, it's sad, man. It's, it's sad. But I think in cases like that, it needs to be accountability. If these women come coming back and retracting statements, they need to be locked up. The situation, like as Bean was telling you guys, with Tank is as a professional athlete, Anywhere, I mean, in the four, in any professional sports you you deal with, you're gonna always have the media always trying to overstate and be overzealous 
especially of a black athlete. We all know that the media in boxing already, you know, the media in boxing with different boxing, you know, uh, outlets like Box Rec, Boxing News 24, Boxing News 24-7, uh, Boxing Scene, they always have negative, you know, something negative stuff about black athletes. People don't realize Tank Davis is a one of a once in a generation boxer. People sleep on his boxing skills. And for Pete, for you guys out there who are haters of American fighters, especially American black fighters, you know, you guys need to know the guy, know a man first before you, you know, make your, your statements. And me as a, being a former boxer myself, I really don't appreciate how uh, we have negative media towards black boxers. You know, everybody makes mistakes and that's just plain and simple. That's life. You wouldn't you wouldn't have a good life if you didn't make mistakes in life. So everybody, I'm giving this message to everybody. All you tank haters, get off tanks back, man. You know what I'm saying? He don't need to prove nothing to y'all. He'll show you in the ring. Just plain and simple. And I want to I want to get um some input again from my boy Bean about what he feels like how uh, what he feels about how Tank is getting you know all this backlash for something that he ain't done. I turn it over to you, Bean. Yeah, man. It's it's really crazy cuz I mean, it, it's bad enough that it even happened. And then now she's making it like it wasn't never true. But then you got people coming out of the woodworks like Connor Ben running his mouth. I mean, come on, bro. You're in hot water yourself. And this is over something that you caused. The situation with Tank is something that he didn't cause necessarily. It was something that his girl made up. But you had stuff in your system, and and, and I don't know the details, but Cuzzo knows, uh, Tone knows, uh, about if a certain sample is bad, then the B sample, uh, if it's negative then the, or something like that, or if it's positive, the B sample is as well in most cases. Yeah, the um, in boxing, once you you fail a drug test, they test your that your A sample, your A sample comes back positive, your B sample. You have the you have the right to have that tested also to see if it's negative or positive. Ninety nine percent of the time, if the A sample is positive, the B sample gonna be positive. As as uh, my cousin said, uh, Bean said, Connor Ben, you got caught twice. Your B sample came back um, positive. And uh, Chris Eubank, uh, he stated it, he put it, uh, he, excuse me, he stated it even better. Just be a man and apologize and admit your fault. You were caught. Um, to me, you deserve a, a, um, at least a two, a two year suspension. I wouldn't say lifetime because, you know, you're not a repeat offender, but I say at least two years. Um, and you're getting into it with, you know, people like Tank. And, you know, Tank has never been caught cheating. Never. So you can't even say, 
oh, threats don't matter to you. Okay, I mean, you can even explain to the public and tell the public the truth. So, my guy, just cut it out, man. You know, I know there's a lot of Conor Ben fans out there that's going to be like, well, why are you knocking Conor? I mean, it's the truth, and, and that's how I am. I don't sugarcoat nothing on this show, and that's what you're going to learn about me. If you don't like it, oh, well, don't listen. Don't tune in, you know, because this, this group of guys that I'm with, we keep it 100 on TKB. We're not gonna, we're not gonna um, back down. We're not gonna get false news. We fact check. You know what I'm saying? And we gotta, we got some topics we're gonna talk about with upcoming fights and upcoming boxers that need to be uh, discussed here. So I'm gonna let my again. I'm gonna let my boy Bean talk about some of the upcoming fights happening in 2023. Yeah, and. There's a lot going down in 2023 upcoming, um, and I want to do a little something special. So before we uh, jump deep into that, because it's a lot to talk about, I want to talk about something, a subject that came up in my boxing group and uh, boxing updates on Facebook. So I put a picture of a guy and I said, who's heard of him? Who knows his, his story? I got comments. From my fellas over in Nigeria. And a couple of people over here in America. So shout out to. uh, My cousin Phoenix. His comment was. He could have been a world. Hall of Famer. Should have been a world champ. And Hall of Famer. But jail was his fate in his prime. His name is Ike. Ike. I can't pronounce his last name. H.B.G. A Nigerian uh, fighter. And uh, another guy, Darren, says he had the potential to pretty much be, he said he had potential, but was pretty much unproven, having only fought two highly rated opponents. And then the ugly Zoe replies, unproven, question mark. And Darren says, against top opposition, the ugly Zoe, Tua and Bird are top opponents, which they are. And Darren says, I said he'd only fought two highly rated boxers, meaning them. So in the same thread, as I go down. Uh, the ugly Zoe replies, the, they call him the president. I asked, was he born here in America or the islands? And that, that's when I was informed he's from Nigeria. And he moved back after he was released from prison. Another guy, Victor, in Nigeria said, he's born over here in Nigeria. And he's a part of the clan that his mother is from. So that's kind of crazy how that all linked in. Um, And he replied to me, his story was not a good one. He would have been one of the greats, but life happened. So I don't really know what all happened. I mean, uh, maybe my my big bro tone knows more about the uh, the rise and fall of him. 
There's uh, Ike Ikebichi was uh, like I said, Nigerian born boxer. He was a, a he was a great he was a good heavyweight. I mean, up and coming heavyweight. But as you know, Bean was saying, uh, uh, boxers had their rise and their had they fall, including um, the great Mike Tyson. You know, he 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 rose as a youngster, the youngest heavyweight champion in the world. But then false rape allegations against him put him behind bars for three years and he never was the same. But you can never doubt what Mike did. Same with Ike, you know, a lot of stuff with him, you know, met, met with his demise and, you know, he he had fell off for, um, you know, from the ranks, you know, of, you know, of great boxers. But this happens to a lot of a lot of boxers, you know, as they you know, as their life continues on and they take a lot of punishment, you know, throughout, you know, boxing and everything else. But um what you have to realize, one thing about what I like about Ike Ichibichi, he he was a slugger. He was a hard hitter. And he stood in there with the best. He never ran from the best like some of these boxers do nowadays. Case in point, I'm going to talk about. uh, I used to be big fans of these guys, but they kind of like rubbed me the wrong way. And that's the Charlos, Jamel and Jamal. Uh, These two guys are big talkers. They, They talk a lot. And when you fight once a year or once every 18 months, but then get on social media and brag that you can you can do this. You want you calling out people like like um the older Charlo calling out boxers like Bivol. My guy, cut it out, man. Cut it out. Because you'll get you might even get school worse than Canelo did against Bivol. You know, people don't understand. They look at Bivol's like, well, what kind of guy? What what, who is this guy? Man, for one, Bivol actually is probably one of the best pound-for-pound boxers in the world. And if he gets a chance to fight probably the pound-for-pound best boxer in the world in Arthur Bertabeef, and he beats Bertabeef, there's no doubt that Bivol will be pound-for-pound the best in the world. But... Like I said with the Charlos, they're 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 like a lot of barking and no bite. And like I said with uh with his upcoming fight that's uh postponed against Tim Tatsu, I think he he said that he broke his hand and I and I believe him to a certain extent because he had the cast on it. But I kind of think he probably did that on purpose. Because I don't think he really want to fight Tim Tatsu. I think he he's fe- he fearing that he can probably lose his first fight. Like I said, Tim Tatsu is the uh, is uh, the great uh, son. I mean, he's the son of the great Katsu Toy, and everybody know what Katsu Toy did back in his day. So I'm I'm like I said, I'm a type of guy. Like I said, I don't sugarcoat nothing, and I think both the Charlos are frauds. And, you know, along with their boy Spence, he's a fraud, too, because you know what? You you know, you're making this excuse about your leg, all this and all that. But I don't really think you really want the Terrence Crawford fight. 
you know, yeah, I'm going to bring this up because everybody's like, you know, what's going on with this? You guys knocked Terrence Crawford. I'm a big Terrence Crawford fan. And you guys knocked Crawford because he took the David Anavizian fight over uh, Spence. Well, it's like this. Everybody know it's a bunch of politics and corruption in boxing. So don't blame Crawford for not getting the negotiations done. You you blame that fraud, Al Heyman, over at PBC for that. And I'm going to get Gene opinion on that. Let him know, brother. Yeah, so uh, speaking of uh, Al Heyman, I always call him the ghost because uh, you never see him. Um, he lets people like Shelly Finkel and others in their on their stable be the front man and do all the speaking while he's um, never in sight. Uh, I think he plays that role because he doesn't want to get caught in lies. So he figures I won't say anything at all. To an extent, I get it. Because that way you're not stumbling and trying to explain for why you say A when it's really B or C. Um, but, I mean, Al Heyman's situation is clearly was said by A.B., Adrian Broner, when he talked about BLK on the uh, Porter Way podcast. Adrian Broner said, here I am fighting people like Madonna, which is like a Godzilla of boxing, making only so much with Al Heyman. But here's BLK giving me three times as much financially, and I can pick and choose who I want to fight. So it's a no-brainer on why AB and Terrence Crawford did the BLK uh, the BLK um, fights or whatever. You know, it just made sense. One thing, one thing I um, as being mentioned about you know the pay about boxers making their money. Boxers want to get paid. Um, and you have to understand the business aspect of boxing. And I've explained this before in other podcasts. Terrence Crawford really uh, did his, he really went down his his net worth. He underestimated his net worth because he took what they gave him. He they asked he took 60-40 and then Al Heyman again with the corruption in boxing and, and and the corrupt PBC gave him 35% and he still accepted that. The thing Crawford was mad about is what he called transparency. And promoters like Don King and Bob Arum have been doing this for decades, ripping boxers off, not letting them see the books. Because if you tell a man that he's not going to get a guaranteed purse, I would want to see the books too, to see what, I, what I'm going to make. And Al Heyman and them want to sit up there and say, well, we showed, we showed him the books. No, you didn't. If you showed him the books, Terrence Crawford wouldn't be talking about the transparency and not seeing the books. So that's why the fight f- fell apart. And if somebody came in, like with Crawford, if somebody came at me with a good deal, what BLK did with him, eight figures, I would take it too. Boxers will be, it's, boxers are happy just to make a million dollar purse. He made 10 million. So my whole thing is out this, and I challenge Al Heyman and PBC to do this. So what y'all going to do now? You know, are you going to 
Are you going to start the negotiations with uh, Crawford again? Or are you going to move on and fight somebody like Keith Thurman or fight that that monster named Jaron Boots Ennis, which I don't think Spence wants no part of. And everybody knows this. Everybody knows that Spence is scared of Boots Ennis. But in, the case, in case of Spence, brother, you backed up in a corner now. You don't know what to do because everybody's coming after you. You know, you have your mandatories with, with Boots Ennis, Keith Thurman. You know, Thurman may be 34, but if Thurman can show a shell of himself as he was back in the day, he will give Spence a lot of problems, a lot of problems. So, you know, I would like my fans to really think, I I would like my fans to uh, reach out and give us, you know, your feedback on what you think about the Charlos and Spence. Um, Are they frauds? Are they legit? We like to know. Now I'm gonna let B, uh, Bean say some more stuff. Okay, I'm gonna jump back on about uh, AB because he did say something that kind of stuck out in an interview, and it was pertaining to the the BLK Prime or whatever. He said, "I believe Crawford versus Spence happens, but it happens on BLK." So he was once P- PBC. Stable mate along with Spence. Spence was like family to him. So hopefully he could, you know what I'm saying, elbow Spence like, yo, come over here to be okay like me and have that showdown with Crawford on a BLK platform. That way, it's no other way to try to like be like this or that. You get right there in that neutral stable and make the fight happen. I can see it happening, so it's up to Spence, really. The ball's in his court, you know. Yeah, like like my, my colleague Bean said, like, I feel like also that the Crawford Spence is going to happen on BLK, too. Um, a lot of people are underestimating this. Uh, pay, th- these guys. These guys have stepped onto the scene and you know, made a splash. And the uh, uh, whatever everybody says about the pay-per-view numbers for Crawford and Anna, C- Anna Savian, it was, they were good. Uh, I heard that they were close to almost 100,000 uh, pay-per-view sales. I mean, that's not, not great numbers, but it's decent. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you know the chai the the uh the chai health center in the in Omaha sold out, so Crawford came out pretty good. They came out pretty good, but the thing is like this with the boxing fans, and my colleagues, you know, will agree with me. Twenty twenty three, we have to see the the best fights out there. Everybody from Ryan Garcia to Tank to Haney to Lomachenko, to Tyson Fury, to Deontay Wilder, Ruiz, um, Charlos, Spence. All this social social media talk has to stop. If you a man, step up to the plate. Fight the best against the best. We're tired of seeing uh, all these big names fighting B-level fighters. You know, we we got monsters in the waiting 
as I said before with Jaron Boots Ennis, that, you know, this man is hungry. He is hungry. He wants the best fighters. And, you know, like I said, I'm a Crawford fan, and Spence is okay too. But they got to understand, these guys are getting older. You know what I'm saying? If you want to build your legacy, then you fight these young lions and prove to them that you are still the top dog. You know, you know, and, and I'm going to jump ship to the heavyweight division and we're going to talk about, um, yes, he's a bum to me, Tyson Fury. Um, he does a lot of talking, which I don't really like. You know, he, he you know, he always calling people different names, you know, and now you're on the verge of, of undisputed at heavyweight. The last undisputed champion since Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield and Lennox Lewis. Now, you claim that that you're coming for Usec and and you and you're gonna you're gonna beat Usec up. Tyson Fury, you better rethink that, bro. I don't know what you think that you're gonna run through Usec. It's not gonna happen, my guy. Usec is a different generation fighter. If he can do what he did to Anthony Joshua, what you think he going to do to you? You're not you're good, but you're not that good. You're you're a cheater in my eyes and also in my colleagues eyes too. Everybody know and a lot of boxing fans will disagree with me and a lot will agree with me that Deontay Wilder beat you twice. You cheated twice against Deontay Wilder. We all know this. The vi- video do not lie. In boxing, and whatever these uh, corrupt boxing organizations, especially the WBC, yes, Suleiman, I'm calling you guys out because y'all corrupt. And if you don't like it, I don't give a shit because you guys know for a fact that Tyson Fury cheated, and you guys had the nerve not to do an investigation and try to sweep it up under the rug, which I don't, which I do not appreciate. And a lot of boxing fans don't either. I know, again, there's a lot of Tyson Fury boxing fans out there. And I don't care about y'all. I really don't. So, to that to that point, uh, I'm going to, uh, again, let turn it over to my uh, colleague, Bean, and let him uh, have his opinion about Tyson Fury. Yeah, so I was just watching something, I think it was last night or the day before, and uh, Evander Holyfield came out. And weighed in on the Fury versus Usyk. Now Holyfield weighed in, and so did Hossein Rockman. Rockman said this a long time ago that Usyk would be a problem for Fury. He said the thing is, Fury doesn't like to see himself in the mirror. Him looking in the mirror of the skills, people say, "Oh, he got fast feet. He got head movement." Well, him looking in the mirror, he'll be seeing Usyk do everything he does, but faster. Now, you could try to dispute that. I know people in the group always say, well, this or that, you know. But look, it's pretty common logic. When Holyfield moved up to heavyweight, he might have been more powerful than Bolt and other fighters, but he had a certain speed factor over them because he was a smaller guy who came up in weight. Usyk possesses that. There's nothing Fury can do faster than Usyk. The only thing he has is the fact that he's taller, he got more reach, and he could try to like bear hug him and 
rough him like he did Wilder and lean on him and all that stuff. But Usyk is smart enough and his team is smart enough to realize this is a tactic that Fury is going to want to use. If I see it as an outsider, I know they see it. Plain and simple. Yeah, I, I think that, um, again, with uh, Tyson Fury and, and all the boxing things, and, you know, with all the uh, controversy surrounding him, it's um, it's imperable that, you know, that you said gets fair uh, officiating because, you know, we have they have to get a uh, referee in there that's going to be no nonsense with Fury's dirty tactics. The holding, the rabbit punching, the punching behind the head, the, you know, the leaning all on boxers and all this. There's just the corrupt stuff that goes on every time he fights, you know, and boxing is really now starting to get commercialized because it's just too many controversial decisions and and too much uh, corruption going on in the sport, you know, to uh, deviate from Tyson Fury. We're going to go to another guy that I think is is not is, is a cheater, too. And that's Canelo Alvarez. Um, the fight against Bivol and me and my colleagues here will will agree. Bivol, as we watched the fight, Bivol won that fight 11-1. And the judges... In that fight, Tim Cheatham and 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 Feldman, two of the most I think two of the most corrupt box uh, judges in the in boxing, they gave Canelo the first four rounds. Anybody in their right mind know for a fact that Canelo didn't even come close of winning the first four rounds. So basically, and even Teddy Atlas said that they try to rob. Bivol. So, like Bivol said, why would I want to give you a rematch when I beat you conventional? Uh, when I beat you uh, convincingly, I'm more focused on undisputed at 175, just like you was focused on uh, undisputed at 168, fighting B level, C level fighters. It's just amazing to me how they they pride themselves on um, Canelo. Their last of the great hopes, but then got a nerve to bash boxers like Terrence Crawford and Tank Davis. It's just amazing to me. What you think about it, Bean? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, Crawford is definitely somebody I've been uh, having under my microscope as of late because uh, I know my brother Tone is a uh, Crawford fan, and I was personally a, a Spence fan. So when I see these two in talks that they may fight, I like to do my uh, due diligence and learn about the other fighter inside and out. Uh, Bud can definitely switch hit. I know uh, Boots tried to clown him and say, I'm a natural switch switch hitter. And that when uh, Bud does it, he don't do it like me. That's what Boots is saying. His dad is saying Boots' dad. Uh, I don't know what Tom feels about that, but... uh, Boots, uh, he wants all the smoke, and he said uh, anything that uh, Bud could do, he could do better. Yeah, like I said again, with with uh, like being like like I said before, 
about Boots Ennis. He's a great talent. Don't get me twisted. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a great talent. But my guy has not really fought nobody of a caliber like a Crawford or Spence. You know, you got to fight. Before you can start saying that you're going to be a world champion and that you can beat these guys, you have to step into the fire. You can't put a finger or a toe into a blaze and 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 think that you're you know you're a top dog. Um, no, you, you every boxer has his own way. You know this is why social media is 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 stupid because they take stories and they flip them to make other boxers look bad, especially like I said in the boxing community. You know. They they keep you know like with like again as we talked about earlier in the podcast about the Tank Davis situation. Social media just took that story and just ran with it. Like before everything, before Tank could even make a statement or anything like that. Now y'all, as y'all see, now y'all looking stupid because he came out with the uh, it came out with the truth that his girl didn't do so I mean his girl didn't uh he that he didn't do nothing she said that he never put her hands on it so like I said um as uh, uh, as boxing fans you know you guys have your own opinion you know so we will again like to hear you know you guys's feedback let us know uh, what you want us to talk about and um you know we're going to close this out you know with um our boy Kendall and let him, you know, speak and have something to say about uh, everything that was uh, talked about today on the podcast. Yo, TKB film, uh, it's your boy KG. Um, listening to my colleagues uh, talk here about all the various topics of the day. Uh, I, the first one I wanted to um, tackle was the uh, Davis and uh, the Davis situation, the domestic violence situation. And, uh, you know, I don't by any means support anybody who wants to go out here and put a false narrative on another person. Um, I feel like it's very juvenile. I feel like it's very childish. And that's that's through any part of, of life, um, whether you're an athlete, whether you're a regular person on the street. Um, everybody in this world has the benefit of the doubt of being a great person until they show you that they're not a great person. And, uh you know, I just think with that, that, that's an unfortunate situation because, <clears throat> excuse me, as I was telling my colleagues, um, I was telling them like, hey, the, the baby mom doesn't have to be seen every day. The daughter doesn't have to be seen every day. Geronte Tang Davis has to be seen every single day. He has to be the one seen every day in front of these media, in front of the, the, the reporters, in front of. Uh, uh, all of these uh these corporation guys, big corp guys, he has to be seen. Trainers, every everybody, he has to be seen every day by those people. So by her coming out and thinking that she's hurting him, no, you're hurting yourself too as well. You're putting yourself out there in a certain light, and you're also putting a, a, a innocent child out there in a certain light. Geronte Davis does not want to fight battles outside of the ring. When he's already happened to fight him in gym, in the training camps every single day. He's 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 there fighting that stuff every single day. So he, he wouldn't want to have to come back home and try to deal with some stuff that already should be straight. 
And we're not even talking about sports at this point. That's what's so ridiculous, you know. But, uh, you know, that 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 uh, that definitely struck me as a Tank fan. And, I, you know, just wanted to touch on that a little bit. But uh, uh, I knew the guys were talking about the uh, the whole Tyson Fury situation. And let me let me tell you guys something here. With Tyson Fury, in my opinion, it, it, it just kind of seems like he's almost like the the uh, the video game Kirby. That's, that's what he's like to me, man. You know, the guy, he fights somebody, but he'll take their ability. Everybody that he fights, he takes their ability. Like, I've been saying it, like, with Wilder, his limberness, his his whole stature, his his one-hit power. Tyson Fury thought that he started having it after the fight. I started noticing, like, he started moving a little bit different after they fought a few times. I just feel like everybody that he fights, he just, he, it's almost like he takes their ability or tries to, you know. And with, uh... What what Kazo was saying with Usyk, yeah. Uh, when you look in the mirror and when you find out, like, hey, this guy's kind of like me, but he's more powerful. <laughs> it's, it's it's a wake up call. Like, what what are you really gonna do with somebody like Usyk, bro? And I promise, he haven't seen nobody like Usyk, man. And when that fight happens, everything is gonna hit the fan. That's for sure. That's for sure. But uh. Gonna be uh, signing out here, man. Um, and what a great year I gotta say it's been here at uh, TKB Boxing. Um, you know, with my colleagues Tone, uh, with my colleague Bean, it's 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 been quite a year, man. And uh, you know, we just gonna keep going up from here, and uh, we gonna just gonna keep getting better for y'all. You know, great quality, uh, great production, um, and and being me, like I I do have to shout out. Uh, the other show coming up here on the network as well. It's called Unscripted Vibes. Um, if y'all want to go over and check that out, definitely check that out. And uh, this is definitely going to wrap up season one of TKB. So as the followers, y'all should definitely be excited about what's coming next. And we're definitely uh, definitely on the uh, production side and the quality side. We're working on getting the YouTube right now as we speak. So Pretty soon, the TKB fam will be right there in front of you, visually, in the flesh, baby. So, next year, be looking forward to that. But uh, I'm going to let the guys uh, go ahead and finish it off. But as we say here at the TKB Boxing Game, keep fighting. Happy New Year. Be safe, everybody. Blessings from Bean of TKB. See you next year. Happy New Year to all our boxing fans out there. Again, like I said, nationwide and international, thank you for tuning in. Have a great and safe New Year, and we'll see you, we'll see you in 2023. Uh, excuse me, 2023. Peace out.